This is Come and See from St. Andrew's Anglican Church for October 26, 2014. The Gospel is taken from the book of Matthew, chapter 22, verses 34 through 46. The message is by Father Ron Baird. Earlier, and we're still in uh, Holy Week. We're just before, um, on Wednesday, before um, Holy Thursday and the Lord's Supper and all that. But um, in it, Jesus, it says, nobody dared ask him any more questions after that because Jesus said, well, let me ask you a question. Because they've been asking him questions all the time to try to trap him because he's got these people there, the Pharisees, who are sort of the, the people who believe that Israel needs to come back to the strict teaching of the law and follow the commandments of God uh, the way they were supposed to. And they don't mean just the Ten Commandments. They mean all the laws in Exodus, all the laws in Leviticus. And they've even subcategorized things and put in explanations on how to follow all those laws or to build up to following those laws so that you can get there. So there are literally thousands of these laws that they know. And so the person who had asked him the question, they said, was a lawyer. Now, he's not the kind of lawyer we have today where you go into court and that sort of thing. He was really almost more like a bureaucratic lawyer who looked at the statutes and all and knew them all inside out. He was a person who could read the IRS code and understand it. Um, you know, and so they had all of that, that kind of settled. And so that was the person who was asking the question that Jesus finally says, well, okay, let me ask you a question. What do you think of the Messiah? Because the Pharisees believe in the Messiah that he'll be coming uh, to be the king of Israel. And they said, whose son is he? He asked them. And they said, well, you know, thinking, oh, that's an easy one, you know. That, well, David's son. He goes, hmm, interesting. He says, well, how is it then that David by the Spirit, and he says that because he's quoting from a psalm, um, which is scripture. And he says, how is it then that David calls him Lord? Because he says, my Lord, uh, the Lord said to my Lord, um, be seated until I put your enemies under your feet. Well, if he's his son, how can he be his Lord? It says they went away and didn't ask him any more questions because they couldn't figure it out. Now now we know he could do that because what David was talking about was God the Father speaking to God the Son, who both of whom were God from the beginning, and that God the Son would come in human form. They didn't have a clue about that, so they didn't know why David would say that, and so they quit asking him questions. The only really surprising thing about that to me is that, that Jesus didn't say that a couple of years earlier, because <sighs> you would think he would have gotten tired of these questions. But the first part of that is really what I want to focus on today, and that's the great commandment. In order to test him, this uh, lawyer who knows all the ins and outs of the religious law comes to him and says, so... Jesus, because he's saying, he's some country preacher. He doesn't even have a seminary degree. What's he know? Um, so he, he says, you know, which is the greatest of all the laws? Because, you know, if you're thinking, well, is it better to honor your mother and father? Or is it better not to steal or not to, I mean, which one's the greatest of all the laws? You know, how's he going to pick one in that? And, and so Jesus says, oh, well, that would be, you should love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. Those are the great laws. Now, it says they went away that they didn't ask him anything else about it. And the reason why is because what Jesus does, and instead of getting down into the minutia that, that these people did, you know, looking at you know, exactly what does it mean to honor your mother and father, and how exactly does that work, what he did was he went to Deuteronomy, um, and to the summary of the law. And, and he's quoting scripture when he says that it's the summary, 
of the law. The law can be summed up in those two verses, and there's really nothing they can say to him at that point. But what he didn't do it really was directly answer a question. He didn't talk about which law. What he said was, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. The rest of it takes care of itself. And so since that time, churches have claimed this great commandment, is what it's called in, in the Christian faith, the great commandment. And matter of fact, our own church has two basic Bible statements that are the basis for everything we do. There's the great commandment and the great commission, to go into all the world and preach the gospel. Um, and so the great commandment is what this is, and, and it still speaks to us today. And so what does it mean to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind? Well, obviously, one thing is what you're doing here today. You're here to worship God, because that's what loving God really is about. It's about worshiping Him. But it doesn't have to be done on Sundays. Um, I mean, as a matter of fact, it shouldn't just be done on Sundays. It should be done always. You know, it should be done in everything that we do. Because if, if it's really an act of love for God, then every moment of our lives should be spent in awe and wonder at the great things that God has done. And essentially, if you look at little babies when they first can focus and see things, have you ever noticed them? They, they just, they're fascinated by everything. Like, ooh, a fan. Ooh, a bird. Ooh, a cross. Ooh. I mean, everything is just wondrous to them. Somehow or other, we lose that as we get older. And things just become routine and normal. It's like this morning, um, I'll wager you all weren't up that early, but when I came to work, um, the, the sun was just coming over the horizon. And it's such a wonderful time of year uh, for that because the sun just peeks over and then the low sun shining against the leaves that are the golds and the reds and the oranges, it, they glow in that light. And it's just an amazing thing. And I thought, how wondrous and great is our God that he would create something like that. I mean, you realize he could have just had him turn around and fall. But he didn't do that. He, he put all this variety in there where these colors are just spectacular. And do you ever, you know, stop to look at the sky and the blueness of it and wonder, you know, how did he get it to be that blue? And why did he pick blue? You know, the, the things that he has done are, are truly amazing. And even, you know, just every day in nature, you can see vast things that are just wondrous and great. And so to love the Lord our God with all our heart, soul, and mind is about a, an attitude that we take where every day we spend our life, you know, loving God by giving him glory and praise for what it is he's done in, in all things. You know, not just occasionally. You know, I suppose you could, you could love your wife that way too. You know, um, you know, we say, well, honey, I'll love you on Tuesdays, but I'm busy the rest of the week. I don't know if she'd like it very much, but you could say that. But I mean, you know, we, when we truly love, we love all the time. Anybody here remember being in love? Remember how work suffers when you're in love? <laughs> it's not really what's on your mind at the moment. Um, it's interesting how we get away from that so quickly and just begin to take God for granted, you know, that he's there. Think about it. Every morning when you wake up and take a breath, that in and of itself is a miracle that you can breathe. I mean, it didn't have to be that way. You know, and that's why the psalmist put it, this is the day that 